not nothing, just a episode where I get emotional and Jesse Ventura's here and Rat Rat. That cover art for this one, where it says push button for rat. <laughs> Dude, that's funny. Anyway, thanks for listening. Hey everyone, markets are up. I'm, I'm up, I'm awake. But this still sucks. Um, we're getting done with this coffee. We're finishing making this coffee over here. <clears throat> I need some help. <laughs> I need some professional <laughs> I need some, like, just help all around <clears throat> in life. Um, I'm not going to, I can't do this. I can take on eBay without my car. I can take on the car place without my car. Um, but I can't do both. <clears throat> I said it was going to be easy. I it probably... I don't know, I need to write some emails to the property leasing office about this kid screaming now. Because it's getting to me, like, on a different level. The, I, I can't do all three things. My car would have been, getting my car out would have been easy, one task just fine. I can't, yeah, I can't do this. It's incredibly frustrating to be stuck here now. Because... Someone needs to do something here. Like this dishonest shit is—it's—it's it's out of hand. I'm pretty sure the car place is up to like stealing from people and eBay stealing from people, and and, and no one's doing anything to, to stop it. And they're mentioning it, but no one's actually like following through or doing anything. There's nothing I can do. They have my car. I have to make a payment. If I don't make a payment, they're gonna keep my car. I can't get my car. So what am I supposed to do? Like how, what am I supposed to do here? Make another payment so they can keep my car longer? Like what? What in the world is going on here? I've gotta call somebody. I've gotta reach out to people and call people. Like I sold my freaking laptop to get my car out. I used to wake up and just jump on the laptop and I, this is so fucking stupid, man. I can't afford it. I can't. I, I can't do this. I'm gonna have to get some help. <laughs> this sucks, though. This is... <clears throat> it's so dishonest. It's so crooked, man. Like, this whole pandemic thing, it opened the door just to... prey on the weak. These crooked companies to prey on the weak. Like, in whose mind... I'm going to tow his car 50 miles away, and then he can't make the payment. We'll keep his car, and then that's it. Next. It's crooked, dude. It's so slimy and crooked, and, and just the way that they talk to you. It's like, you know what they're trying to do, and they think that you don't know what they're trying to do, and it's like... I don't know, man. This makes me sick. It's like, all I want to do is sleep, you know? Like, all that... All that sounds appealing right now going back to sleep. It's so discouraging, man. Like, it's... This is the worst. I have been in some pretty bad spots before in life. I've... I've had some, yeah, not-so-fun times a, a lot in life. But I, I can't remember anything like that. This is... This takes the cake, man, by far. This is... <clears throat> 
this is really bad. It's really bad because there's people out there who are like totally suffering um, worse than I am, <laughs> which, yeah, if you could imagine. Yeah, this is kind of a time, this is kind of a time flies, what time flies, we're doing something a little different here, we're not time flies, we're just um, doing something meticulous, but I'm talking, um, trying to capture the, I don't know, man, the moment. Um, I'm completely disappointed, though, with, this sucks, dude, this is the most miserable I've ever been in my entire life. I don't have a car that I paid for. Um, I'm just trying to go up against a stupid company that stole money from me that kept me from paying for my car. And it's like, this is all their fault, man. And like, I can't, it's so miserable. I don't even, dude, I don't even care. Like, I don't want to go on. I don't. Like, I'm not going to do anything to, to, to not go on, but it's like, man, I can't, I woke up today look at the market and it's up and I was like okay I was early and that's stupid and whatever it's just discouraging like all this shit's just so discouraging for me like I can't I, I don't know I'm just all greedy I do stuff out of greed and desperation now and nothing's right and I sell my computer like it's so fucking dumb man that's so dumb that computer I should just let him keep my fucking car This is so stupid, man. Like, what are you gonna do? Call the police? What are they gonna do? <laughs> Shoot you? Oh, well, they don't want you to get your car. Call the police. It's like, yeah, okay. Uh, hey, police, could you guys give me a ride? Could you guys help me? Like, give me a ride to get my car and then, like, talk to him and say, like, he paid, give him his car. Uh, we're busy, but we'll send dispatch. Uh, yeah, okay. They get here and they're like, did you call about getting your car? Uh, yeah. Reach into your pocket to grab your phone and they shoot you. Oh, whoops, we were in fear for our lives and we ended up shooting him, not not helping him get his car. Would it really be so bad? Oh, that's called, what's that called? Suicide by cop? Yeah, you guys heard it here first. If you see it on the news, it was not on purpose. It's not, it was, I was trying to get my car. It was not suicide by cop, no matter what they say. No matter what, if they plant a gun or not. Well, he 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 reached into his pocket to look like a cell phone. They're really in fear for their lives, and that ends up being a gun. He had a real gun. Everyone's like, "Whoa, no, he didn't." Hey, that's what the cops say. My name is Jesse Ventura. You're listening to the Bling Vera podcast. Thanks, Jesse Ventura. We're talking about conspiracy theories here, and uh, thanks. No problem, Hey, Jesse, we're not really like a conspiracy podcast, so I mean, we can joke around. And bling, I used to be Governor Ventura. All right, uh, all right, Jesse, the body of Ventura. Could you wait outside in the hall for a minute? We're trying to do this podcast. <laughs> conspiracy, Plum Island. Have you ever been to Plum Island? Hey, Rat Rat, could you have him go wait in the hall, please? He's, he's kind of disrupting the podcast. Hey, Jesse, Rat Rat's going to show you out to the hall just for a minute. If you could wait there for a couple minutes. We're going to finish this first segment. Plum Island is a place on the outside of New York, and it's a bit where I did blind disease. All right, thanks, Rats. Thank Rat Rat. Thank you, Rat Rat. Yeah, well, I know. I don't have anything. I have... I'm just trying to do something here, and... 
Well, I don't know where Lyme disease came from. Maybe, hey, maybe he's right. I'm not going to start speculating into and conjecture and what he's talking about. Like, I'm, I'm sure there's a good reason to discover where Lyme disease came from, you know. Um, I'm sure he's a nice guy and he's got a lot of good ideas, but he's just a little disruptive. I have no, I, no, he, Joe Rogan podcast is an excellent podcast full of great information, a lot of interesting, there's many interesting guests and shows at the Joe Rogan podcast. It's, we're not that podcast though. It's a good thing right, right here today. I mean, I have some theories on Plum Island. I have some theories about Lyme disease. Um, I went fishing at Jordanelle. It's a place here in Utah. Um, it's about 30, mile, 30 miles away, 40 miles away. Yeah, it's distance of my car. And um, I once got back from fishing, and there's like a tick crawling around. I went fishing with this gal. She, she's actually really good at fishing. She loved fishing. Um, yeah, she was cool. She had kids, though. I know. Yeah. They weren't as bad as the kids outside, though. She had a lot of kids. <laughs> she had four freaking kids, man. Yeah. I was like, dude, I think I just barely turned 30 years old. And yeah, we started dating. She, had, she was a couple years older than I was, and I was like, wait, what? You got four kids? She's like, yep, me and my kids. I was like, uh, yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know. It, but it really wasn't as difficult as, you, as you'd think. Now we're talking about suicide by cop. We're talking about dating women with kids when you don't have any. Uh, as a single, uh, not dad. I'm not a single dad. I'm just a single person. Well, I don't know. I guess if you have a pet, that could be a... Hey, right, right. Could you bring Jesse back in here? This podcast just took a turn for the worse here. Thanks, man. You get him out of the hall. We're we're done with this for a segment. Thanks, rats. Markets go up. Markets go down. Tide goes in. Tide goes out. You can't explain that. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining this second segment. We're pretty freaking worn out here. Um, not a lot of hope. My car payments due again. It's been about two weeks since I paid for it. I mean, you got to be kidding me here. I got... <clears throat> so I got to call up, like, the actual place in Texas and call them up. I got to call... <clears throat> excuse me. I got to call Verizon. I think I have to ask my brother for, like, help and shit. And like, He messaged me yesterday. My brother got married. I talked about his wedding yesterday. My brother got married, and he changed. And... Not like my brother. <laughs> he changed, man. And my mom and my stepdad used to always say, no, no bling. This is a, she's a different woman. And she, we love her. We love your brother's wife so much. She's the sweetest person. And like, I go to lunch with her all the, like my mom is saying this. I was like, I go to lunch with her weekly. I gotta go get, and she's like, oh, I can't, I can't today, Blaine, I gotta go get, um, I go to lunch with her all the time. I don't know, they, they definitely do not want to be associated with this podcast, so I'm not, no, no name dropping with them, my brother, and his sweet wife, 
Um, my brother's done a lot of dumb stuff, like myself. Uh, I'm not going to get into that at all. Um, I, I found it hard to believe. I was like, wait a minute. This chick's still with this guy, with my brother? I go, okay, hey, whatever. Um, it was a long-distance relationship, and there's some issues happening and whatever, but she ended up uh, moving over here, and my mom and my stepdad, like, fell in love with her. She loved her. And so I was a little bit skeptical myself, but I, I went to their wedding. I met her for the first time, and I was like, oh, she's a nice person. But it wasn't until... Yeah, there was, um, I hope I can keep it together. I, I don't think I can talk about it. I can try. Maybe not. <laughs> like, I mentioned yesterday how, you know, I made the most money I've ever made, and, you know, someone was saying that their son is CEO on 250 a year, and... Like, that was in October, and I was just struggling with, like, um, I guess, like, an identity crisis. I guess I still am. Uh, a midlife crisis. And I talked about that person's wife, and it's, it's a soft voice, and it's a gentle touch. It's that maternal instinct, and it's that vibe you can pick up on. Well, it's, she, it's her wedding day, so... Um, if she's, I can't just sit and get to know her. But we had some things happen, and... Um, I guess they're still happening to me. And I don't, I didn't know her at all. I saw her at, at the wedding, nice person, that's it. I didn't know her though. And I still don't know her too well. But I know what my stepdad and my mom, what they loved so much about her and what my brother sees in her. Um, like, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to keep it together sometimes, you know. When all this stuff seems like it's going wrong in your life and you feel targeted and you feel like it's your like all your fault and there's nothing that you can do to get out of it and it doesn't seem fair it doesn't seem right now she could sense that I was kind of struggling with something and yeah she just came walking over and, and she gave me a hug and she just said you're not alone in this Dude, and I was not struggling with money then at all. I was like, that was like the height of my success, I think. Now that's when I was, um, I think that was when I was at, at the top. No, that was, that was definitely like the height of my success. <clears throat> it was around that time. And, uh, I continue, I, I had a lot of money, and I still had problems, right? Like, I still felt alone, right? Like, at their wedding, I'm working this shitty, shitty job that I was way overqualified for, and then I took, because everyone told me that I needed to get a job, and so I did it, and it made me miserable. And so their wedding inspired me to quit. And so I did, 
And two months later, less than two months later, it was the most money I've ever had in my life. Did all on my own. But I still felt, felt alone and she could sense that. And that's what I'm talking about, that like, that maternal like instinct and that, that just loving spirit. Like I'll owe it. <clears throat> I will always remember that. <clears throat> like, she didn't know me. And she didn't know what I was going through. Um, there's a song by the Canadian band Protest the Hero. It's called Tandem. I don't know, I'm kind of messed up. Maybe I can get the lyrics right. Um, hopefully I get the lyrics right, but you get the idea. That the lyrics are um, saints walk the earth they don't patrol the skies that the people behind you riding tandem through the night it's the comfort that's discovered between two pairs of eyes it's the hand that stills the other that shakes like candlelight those are good lyrics <clears throat> So, uh, I never know where this, these episodes go, where they're gonna go. Um, I guess in the second segment, I would, I, I encourage you guys to like flirt with each other and be positive and like, you know, reach out to one another and stuff. But I, I <laughs> yeah, I'm over here talking about like suiciding by a cop and shit. I hate waking up. I hate waking up like this on days like today. I, I can't stand it, man. It's a, it's exhausting, man. It's so exhausting, dude. To 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 try to constantly like. Like put on this happy face and, and wear this mask for everyone to listen to and like you can't even see me but it's hard to put yourself out like expose yourself like this and keep grind just keep grinding away every single day like blood sucking day it sucks man this freaking kids always outside just screaming and yelling and it just it just, it's just that little like cherry on top, you know, it's like the icing on the cake. It's like, yeah, this sucks, yeah, this is dumb, and then just like squeal. And like, ah, oh, geez. And it's like, I shouldn't even be here. I shouldn't even be going through this at all. I shouldn't even be going, I, I should have been gone a long time ago, man, like two weeks ago. Gone, like up and gone. Packed up, we're out of here, gone. Like not, Oh, maybe, you know, maybe this will happen. Maybe we can go here. Maybe do, like, just we're up, we're gone. There's no turning back. If I had problems right now stumbling around after leaving or on my own bullshit, that's, that's on me, man. You would not be hearing this. Or 
he would, but it'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm to blame. This is my fault. Yeah. Once again, but not this time around. <laughs> not this time. I paid for my car. <laughs> I, I, and I don't have it. That was two weeks ago, man. This is bullshit, dude. Like, this is so dumb. I'm pissed. Like, someone's gonna pay for this shit, man. Oh, man, it's so discouraging. All this. It's it's so discouraging to do this on your own and, and to be stubborn like I am and, and to not budge. <laughs> when you know you should and, and not ask for help when you know you should and... It's a total emotional wreck. It it's it's exhausting, man. I I can't do this alone. I can't. Um, I have to make phone calls today. I have to email a bunch of people today. I have to stop messing around. The um, I guess like the time that civility is dead. Civility is dying. If. If you're trying to overcome obstacles and you're, and you're just nice about it, it's not going to work. You're just going to sit around and wait, and other people are going to continue to walk all over you, um, take advantage of you. This isn't... I'm not trying to, like, rattle everyone's cages. Like, all right, time, it's time to stand, stand up for yourself. No, come on. It's not even like that. It's like a last-ditch effort. It's like my last resort. Um, this this episode I don't want to publish, but I know if I when I listen to it in the future, days, weeks, months from now, it's going to be something I'm proud that I published. It's going to be something that I'm happy that I published. But right now, I don't want to publish it. I want to delete it. I want to delete it and, and start a new one and be happy and pretend like everything's cool and not have that second segment and protest the hero lyrics etc like I, I just want to delete it start over no the audio quality is bad yeah well, i had to delete it um <clears throat> like it it's i i would i was hoping it wouldn't get to this point here to where I, like, I have to turn it up a notch, to take it up a notch. I mentioned in yesterday's episode with Swim Fan in Madison Bell, I said, when Ben goes flying up the stairs and bats away her cello, you're going to stop emailing me, you're going to stop calling me, you're going to stop, like, all this stuff. And you're going to just pretend I don't exist anymore. I think she even says, I did, you didn't tell me you like it rough. Like, like Madison's kind of into it, right? Because he's like choking her almost. Um, but Ben's pissed. He knows like his girlfriend's in danger. He knows he's in danger. And he doesn't want, he doesn't, it's not, like, he doesn't want to be found out. He doesn't want to be discovered for cheating on his girlfriend, right? Of course. Like, but his motivation, I think, really is safety here. And that's why he's being so aggressive with Madison. I couldn't find the clip, unfortunately, um, where he says, like, you're going to stop doing all this. And Seven Dust's song is on. He's all amped. He's flying up the stairs. Like, I looked around a little bit for it. I have the movie somewhere. 
Oh, yeah, I'll have to find it. <laughs> but, um... Oh, man. It's probably my storage unit. It's probably been all auctioned off anyway. I just thought about that. I haven't made the payment yet. Fucking shit. Well, I could have used that $1,680 to make payment to my storage unit, but I, I paid for my car two weeks ago that I don't have for two weeks. Now nah, I gotta call people today. But anyway, anyway. I was listening to podcasts yesterday, and I was like, I got a twist for this one. I got a twist for this one. I, I said, but how do you feel about Ben? And how do you feel about Amy? And was Amy justified in slapping Ben? And... But have you ever thought about Madison's position? Have we considered Madison's position? She has probably, she, it's a new school, right? She came from, she was from wherever she was from, I forget. But it's a new school. She's starting a new high school. I started seventh grade brand new. Same neighborhood kids for 12 years. Mom gets remarried when I'm 12, right before seventh grade, and we move. And we moved to brand new uh, junior high, and I was eating lunch alone. When I had friends, all these friends back home, you know, a few miles away, tons of friends, and everyone's like, hey, first day of seventh grade, we're going to junior high. I'm in this new junior high and I know zero people. I'm eating lunch alone. It sucks, man. That that type of shit sucks. Um, it's lonely. It's new, and I'm sure Madison's like another high school, another group of friends, and more guys like talking to me and taking advantage of me and whatever. Maybe, maybe, right? Maybe. Um, cause she's lonely. She's desperate. She needs friends. Wants friends. So. Maybe that's why she took it up a notch. She's sick of dealing with this shit. Guy gets with her in the pool, says he loves her. Sure, sure, she asked him to say, tell me you love me. And, you know, hey, it's, we're in the moment. And he says it. She even says, you don't have to mean it, just say it. <laughs> she even says that. She goes, tell me you love me. He's like, what? She goes, you don't have to mean it, just say it. And he says it. She's got, you know, she's got her issues, right? She's got problems. But don't come running up the stairs and kick this door open and slap my cello out of my hand when I'm practicing cello. Don't try and threaten me. Don't come in here and put your hands on me and tell me to stop doing what I'm doing. Because it's getting to you. Because you made the bad decision. And I said last in last night's episode, what do you think Madison did then? I'm sure you can figure it out. She took it up a notch. Not No spoiler alerts, but yeah, that wasn't the end of the movie. The, the plot was still thickening at that point. And she took it up a notch, and guess what she did? She told everybody what happened. And she's like, okay, you want to play that game? Like, you, want, you think you're in control of a situation. You've done this to how many people before? How many people have you walked on before? Zero, Ben never really cheated on his girlfriend, never happily ever after. But that one decision, and he thought, it, you know, it's his high school, it's my girlfriend, they're my friends, it's my reputation. You're new. This is how it works. This is how it works here. You're going to listen to me. I'm going to interrupt your cello practice and you're going to listen to me. I'm not saying Madison's decisions are virtuous. I'm not saying Madison's decisions or actions were right. 
But what's she going to do? What am I going to do? When, when someone treats you like garbage, um, you can just allow it to happen, or you can take it up a notch. I usually try to put myself in the villain's shoes as often as I can to see what it's like, to see if there's a different angle to things. Um, what's that movie, Maleficent? Is that what it's called, right? Like, that's a good, with uh, Angelina Jolie, that's a good one. I've only seen it once, I think, like, a, a while ago. Kind of by accident, I think, too. But when you, when you look at the villain and how they came to be, like, there's usually a pretty good story behind it. There's usually a pretty good reason. Like, revenge is usually someone wronged them along the way. Someone did something to them that was unforgivable and unforgettable. And anyone else who got in the way after that, they're going to pay. You underestimate someone like that, you underestimate Madison, and she's going to make everyone pay. In the end, she... Well, no spoiler alerts. We talked about swordfish. Like, why can't... Why can't he get away with it? And why can't the villain get away with it? It's morality, and bad guy can't win. That's what Hugh Jackman says, I think. It's a morality tale. Bad guy can't win. Audience, you know, whatever, can't win. So, anyway, this is not an extended version. I think the markets are up. Well, they are up. Um, anyway, thanks for listening.